This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending October 29th of 2022, a turnaround for the U.S. GDP, a new high point for mortgage rates, and faltering rent growth. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We begin with economic news from this past week and an encouraging report on the U.S. GDP. The government reported a 2.6% growth rate in the third quarter. It was better than the Dow Jones forecast of 2.3%, but is also thought to be a rebound from two quarters of negative growth. According to CNBC, the upside came from a decline in the trade deficit, along with stable consumer spending, higher government spending, and a rise in non-residential fixed investment. A positive GDP isn't eliminating concerns about a recession, though, especially if the Fed continues to aggressively raise interest rates to fight inflation. The PCE, which is the Fed's preferred inflation gauge, shows a 0.5% increase in September to an annual rate of 5.1%. That's for the core rate, which eliminates food and gas. The core rate for the well-publicized CPI shows an annual rate of 6.6%. Initial jobless claims rose slightly last week. The Labor Department says they were up 3,000 to 217,000. The number of people already collecting benefits was up 55,000 to 1.4 million. Economists are expecting a gradual increase in jobless numbers as the Fed continues to hike the federal funds rate in an attempt to slow down the economy. While the housing market is feeling the impact of the slowdown, the Case-Shiller Index shows that home prices were down for a second straight month. The 20-city index dropped 1.3% in August, while the National Index was down 1.1%. The biggest price drops are happening along the West Coast, but the index shows they've gone down for every one of the 20 cities in the index. Year-over-year gains are still in the double digits, though, at 13%, with Miami, Tampa, and Charlotte topping the list for annual gains. Sales are also down for both new and existing homes. The Commerce Department reports that new home sales were down 10.9% in September to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 603,000 homes. The drop follows a surprise surge in home sales the month before. Year-over-year, home sales are down 17.6%. For existing homes, the National Association of Realtors says they were down 10.2% in September. MarketWatch says that buyers have become hesitant because of high home prices and interest rates. Sellers are also less likely to list because they want to hold on to their low-interest loans. Although some lenders hit the 7% mark weeks ago, Freddie Mac says the average rate for a 30-year fixed-rate loan is now 7.08%. For the 15-year, it's 6.36%. And in other news making headlines, lenders are taking a big hit because of these high interest rates. The Mortgage Bankers Association says that home loan demand is close to half of what it was a year ago and has fallen to its lowest level since 1997. Demand was down 2% last week and was 42% lower than the same week last year. There was a slight increase in demand for FHA loans thanks to lower rates and lower down payment requirements. Many borrowers are also choosing adjustable rate loans because payments are lower. There are about four times the number of those loans right now compared to the start of the year. The National Association of Home Builders also reports a jump in the number of people paying all cash for new homes. That number has been increasing for the last three quarters, 
and hit a 20-year high of 9.5%, or 14,000 sales for the current year. Cash is king, and if you've got it, you can negotiate great deals today. That's why we started our single-family rental fund, to be able to raise cash to acquire discounted properties. You can find out about that at growdevelopments.com. Rent growth has stalled for a second straight month and has even declined slightly in some areas. The Real Deal reports that any drops are minimal, but after the rip-roaring growth we saw during the pandemic, the pullback might feel severe for people who are expecting it to continue. Data from Zumper shows that apartment prices were flat, or even fell slightly, in nine of the ten most expensive U.S. cities. Zumber's CEO described the decline as a correction to prices that had become overinflated. He says renter migration is slowing down as renters try to cut costs by living with friends or family. He says that could push rents lower if landlords are competing with each other for renters. Rent Cafe says we'll see 420,000 new apartments coming online this year. That's a 50-year high for multifamily construction. But the Zumper report also warns tenants that they should not expect any drastic price drops until supply and demand are more closely matched. Data from RealPage also shows that high rents have pushed apartment demand to a 13-year low. It dipped over the summer in big cities like New York, Los Angeles, Houston, Dallas, and Chicago, when it usually goes higher. Vacancies are also higher according to CoStar. That data shows an apartment vacancy rate that rose from 5.1% in the second quarter to 5.5% in the third. UBS analyst Michael Goldsmith says, It's a signal that rent can't continue at the same level it sustained over the last couple of years. We've reached a point where renters are maybe willing to pull out of the market. The market for single-family rentals is a whole different niche, which is cooling down slightly in some areas. For example, one real estate broker told the Phoenix Business Journal, It's cooling down a bit, but only from a level of insanity. Now it's just hot. Well, that's it for today. Check the show notes for links and remember to hit the subscribe button and please leave a review. I'm Kathy Fetke and thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. If you'd like to get more information on how to invest, where to invest, and teams that can help you acquire rental property in their markets with property management in place, just go to newsforinvestors.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.